0: 2 for Heaven's sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J.
1: And your other co-host, T. How are you, T?
0: Great. How are you? I'm good, man. Flying high. High on life. <laughs> Wait, well, it should be.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like Mary on the hoop dreams. <laughs> okay, is Hoop Dreams the name of a movie or am I crazy? <laughs> like it's the name of um, a movie right uh, listeners I mean, let us know i feel like there's
1: a movie hashtag something. hoop dreams question mark there might be something about like a like a hoop in a title
0: for a movie i know that there's love and basketball <laughs> that's a movie right or some yeah. some version of those words mm-hmm. but i also think like hoop dreams is either a, i think it's a movie
1: do i need to look this up
0: yeah, let's get research on that. All right, fine. <laughs> while we're doing the show, guys. So, well, while you do that, I'll do this. Um, so the episode is four eighteen, titled "Hoop Dreams," and the Amazon Prime spoily is Mary dreams about playing basketball for the pros while Matt decides to make his dreams come true. Dot 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 in <laughs> New D- York. So, right off the bat, this spoily is wrong because she doesn't dream of playing for the pros. Yeah. She dreams of playing in a park with three of the Lakers. Pretty much. And the only one I recognized was Fisher. It was like Derek Fisher, which really like broke my heart because like Yay. it's been years since Fisher was on the Lakers. And like now I he's on Dancing him. with the Stars. I know. And isn't he the coach? Of the Lakers? No, no. Hun. He's the coach of like the Wizards or some. He, I know he's one of the coaches of one of the NBA teams. Yeah. Okay, listeners have to hashtag #hashtag Fisher?
1: <laughs> so you're right, but I, I think you might be confusing it with something. So Hoop oh. Dreams did exist in 1994 as a TV show. Nope, a oh. documentary. Oh. And then there's a movie in 2004 called Hoops. Hoops and, and Hoop Reality on 2007. That I mean, in hilarious. 2007,
0: but the fuck was Hoop Reality?
1: I'm assuming again, it's a like bas- a reality like a, show, like about a basketball, basketball
0: players.
1: Probably another documentary on. Um, oh, actually, Hoop Reality is a sequel to 1994 documentary Hoop Dreams. Oh shit! Yeah. How do you make a sequel to a documentary? I, well, maybe just to show you what what's changed within a decade or more. Oh, probably
0: I guess. in. In the sport? <laughs> oh, you know what? It's too much to get into We don't into need to right talk now. about it, but what I'm no saying is,
1: if you... if Maybe maybe the title's familiar only because you might have seen it
0: passing I guess, by accident. I guess you just hear about it I, like in the zeitgeist then, because I definitely have never seen it. Like, well... Yeah, but anyway. Did you so, love basketball and I didn't know about it? No, I'm kidding. I actually did love basketball, but not like not cuz I was like into the into the watching it or the sport or whatever, but like, you know, my childhood was like the heyday yeah. of the Lakers. Let's yeah. And so like it was like a big thing in our family to like yeah. watch, watch the games yeah. and then, like when we were in the playoffs like rooting for, you know, getting into the finals and like like so I kind of went down this like major Lakers black hole in the first five minutes of this episode. Whoa! Well, how pause. could you not? Well, so two things stood out to me. One was like, holy shit, Fisher in a Lakers jersey. That hasn't been a thing for so many years. How old am I? And then also, you noticed the little black stripes they had on their jerseys? Yeah. Which... I know is like, it's like a death thing. It's it's what they do when there's Mm -hmm. like a death in either the team or Mm -hmm. something peripheral sort of to the team. Yeah. Um, And so I was like, well, who had died? Because this aired in like 2000. Yeah. And usually the Black Stripes Go will go on for, like, a season mm-hmm. or at least several months. It's not just, like, yeah. a one-time thing. Like, when they're going to honor someone, mm-hmm. like, they'll they'll do it for a season or whatever. So I was like, well, who were they... Who had died? Like, what are these black stripes for? Because clearly, they had to wear them Yeah, in the show because they can't be representing Lakers without the stripe if that's what yeah. they're doing, you know? So I start Googling, and I, I Googled Lakers Death 2000, and... The only things that came up was Chick Hearn's death, but he died in 2002. So I'm like, well, it couldn't have been that. They weren't pre-his death wearing the stripe. Yeah. So and then I was like, well, what the fuck? So then finally, finally realized um, Wilt Chamberlain had mm. passed in October of 99. Okay. So that makes sense that, like, early 2000, yeah. they're still rocking the stripe. Mm-hmm. To be, And to be fair, like, they probably filmed this in late 99 anyway yeah. or whatever. So it all checked out. So I was like, oh, it's wilt that they're honoring. Yeah. Okay. But then, because I was already on, like, the Lakers wiki page, I was like, let's just, like, look at the NBA championship winners over the last however many years that the NBA has existed, which, by the way, is since, I think, 59 or 69. And I was, like, going down the list, and, like, it's insane how much it was just, like, Celtics-Lakers, Celtics-Lakers, Celtics-Lakers. Like, I mean, it's insane how much that was the narrative of the NBA. Like, until recently, where the last, like, three years in a row, it's been Warriors-Cavs, Warriors-Cavs, and they've been trading off championships. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was just, like, I was just mind-blown by, like, yeah, no shit the basketball was, like, a big deal because, like, our team was the shit for a long time. Like, we had the best team in the country like mm-hmm. in our backyard you're gonna get into that you know yeah it's true but yeah so anyway um so that's what happens. so like this episode starts with mary dreaming that she's in a park playing basketball and like dunking on these lakers yeah. and like crushing it
1: <laughs> such a dream
0: it's hilarious and then she, like, wakes up and she gets a phone call from her coach yeah. saying, like, hey, like, bring your, you know, your gym clothes or whatever because, um, like, we're going to meet up after school or something. Yeah. And so she immediately just, like, as- like puts it, like, in her mind that, like, he's going to get her recruited for the pros. Like, that's what the dream was about. about that's what this phone call is about. It's like, going to happen. That's what's happening. That's the narrative she's building for herself. Which is hilarious because it's like, really, Mary? Really? Do you really think you're Kobe caliber (laughs) to get recruited out of high school? Like, for real, though. Yeah. But anyway. So, and then, of course, she, like, meets up with Corey. Dude. (laughs) I can't. Yeah. I can't with this. Because as ridiculous as Mary telling Corey... Like, I'm going to play for the pros is what's more ridiculous is it's what Carl tells her. Hey, hey, what's up? Did Coach Cleary ask you to work out after school today? No, why? Oh, never mind. <laughs> no, it's okay. What's going on? Last night, I had this dream that I was playing basketball for the pros. And then this morning, Coach Cleary called me and asked if I could work out today after school. And so? And so I think it means something. I think it means he's going to help me turn pro. Maybe he couldn't reach you and uh, he was going to ask you during school. That's not likely. I've already lined up something. I'm going to Brown back east. I have an academic scholarship and a grant from the government to document my life as a single mom going to college. But hey, good luck. I hope your dream comes true. Because that's a thing. The government's going to give you a grant, grant to document your life as a single mom going to college. <laughs> you know, for, like, your diary, basically. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? I Like I
1: said, I can't get over the fact that they, they showed this story of Corey, this single mom, well, young mom in high school, sh- you know, getting that honor, whatever it was yeah. at the time. Then she fucks up her life with, like, ruining the school gym. And now she's going to go to Brown back east because she got an academic scholarship. And the government is going (laughs) to give her a grant because she's... Like, what? It's so insane. Thank you for wrapping it up
0: saying, Corey's
1: going to be all right,
0: guys. seriously. As if anybody was on the edge of their seat, like, what the fuck's going to happen to Corey? (laughs) Like what like this is the most bizarre thing i think has ever happened on yeah. this show and, and i'm not saying something yeah dude
1: already that that honor that they got before they ruined the gym was weird as it is and her story about what, what was it um what did she say uh whatever the honors that she's had in high school that don't exist
0: in high oh, school right 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 right
1: yeah okay
0: mm-hmm. No, it's just, it's just crazy. Just, I was okay with her fucking up her life and like moving on because I moved on. I honestly don't even know why this scene had to happen. Like, who cares about Corey? And- Like, do we need this story about Corey? And and
1: why do we say, like what, I'm sorry, is her reality of like what's really happening the best reality compared to the one that Mary just made up thinking that she's gonna go pro? Uh, are they trying to show yeah, are they, me? They, like yeah. exactly. Are they like,
0: or like, this is reality versus like Mary's bullshit dream of going pro? It was
1: like bullshit and one was even worse. Dude. I know.
0: <laughs> I know. It's so bizarre. Like, just the, the sheer hubris for this show to be like, the government gave me a grant, grant to document my life. Do you know how many people thought that that was possible for themselves? Could you imagine? Mm, really? No, no, I'm just saying. You think people took away from this and went like, I'm going to be a
1: single mother like Corey. No, not that part, but like thinking I can get a grant from the government. Oh, uh, well,
0: I mean, grants exist. Yes, they exist, but, but not, not this be- easy. Be- they're not going to be for an, on top of a scholarship like it's one thing to get an academic like you're basically getting a free, free right to college because your grades are stellar you were like the top yeah. of your class cool that's enough why did you have to add on like plus you got a grant from the government like what you got a scholarship for your academic just leave it at that yeah. just be like peace out never gonna see me again cool who Bye, wrote Courtney. this episode Sorry. You're so into who wrote these. I don't know. Let me check.
1: Well, sometimes you just got to figure out, like, who was kooky enough to write all these things. Yeah.
0: Well, you have to pad for time while I find it. Oh. <laughs> we can't just have dead air tea. Uh, what's this? What's
1: this? There's children everywhere. What's this? <laughs> Sorry. I mean. What?
0: Hocus Pocus? No, bro. Oh, I, I wish know. Hocus Pocus.
1: No, I, well, I could have seen that one, too. Uh, No. Night
0: Nightmare Before Christmas, bro never saw it <laughs> <laughs> that reaction was everything but why so this was written by John Bastion or Bastion whatever bro bad <laughs> John Bastion you old bastard <laughs> but okay seriously no say, garbage no hold Total on garbage. going
1: back to Nightmare Before Christmas what do you mean oh. you haven't watched it I just
0: never saw it oh. that's the this is Halloween right this is, yeah, yeah I never saw it <laughs> Add that to the list. <laughs> yeah, the list that's literally growing longer than I can count at this point. This
1: is Halloween. You Halloween. know
0: what? You know what? Okay, listeners, because we keep saying like add it to the list. There is no actual list. So yeah, we, we just keep talking about it. Listeners, do you have the list? Send it to us, please. Because <laughs> I don't have it, and I want the actual list now. Like I, I want to know all the things I don't know. Uh, well, I know we've discussed Godfather. Oh, that's for sure on the
1: list. Okay, so now not, Nightmare.
0: Yeah, but there's like at least 15 other things on this list over the last year that we've put on it.
1: <laughs> well, I think I know I mentioned Lucas. Did you watch Lucas?
0: What's Lucas?
1: There, all right, well, uh, that's the list.
0: <laughs> 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 I guess it's on the list. <laughs> <gasps> oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Going on. All right. Back on the rails. Mm -hmm. So she meets with the coach after school, and surprise, surprise, she's not getting recruited for the pros. He takes her to the park where there's a group of girls, right? Not boys and girls, just girls. Yeah, but hold on. Can we talk about how tall
1: Coach Cleary, whatever his name is? Is that
0: Cleary? Is that his name? Probably. Dude,
1: can we just say, like, he's, he's so tall, it's scary. Is he? Uh, dude, he looks like he's easy 6'5".
0: I guess. I guess I just, he wasn't on the screen long enough for me to pay attention. Oh, care. dude, just
1: pay attention to any actor that's any next to him, and you're like, that looks like his
0: toy. I guess that's true. But, you know, she's pretty tall, too. Exactly. So, and yeah. he's like, he's, he's like towering over her. Yeah, I'm like, nah, dude, you're a Viking? That's funny. Let's find him on IMDb. Let's see if it says how tall he is. I don't know why it would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 6'8". Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> See? Actor Kurt Rambis from Terre Haute, Indiana. Yeah, dude. He's Nickname just... Rambo.
1: <laughs> Nickname Rambo?
0: Can this just be the show? Let me just yeah, IMDb please. everyone. <laughs> please. Please. He's been married to his wife since... It doesn't say. And I have oh. three children.
1: But dude, like... Every time I saw him on screen I was comparing him to like what the other person next to him
0: looked like. That's funny. He's he's just really tall. Oh, he was a professional basketball player. Not, okay. He played for the Lakers, dude. <laughs> to 82 oh well, well how would we know that we weren't even alive no sorry let me rephrase that so he played in the 81 82 season through the 87 88 season okay i was still a baby and then also the 93 to 94 okay, season that i have no excuse to the 94 95 so it's like from 93 to 95 guys i have no excuse And then he played for the charlotte hornets the phoenix suns and the sacramento kings oh i'm very sorry guys i know nothing about him isn't that fucking hilarious? I was about to say, like, he's really tall, and, like, you can't be tall for... <laughs> and he's... And in August of 2009, I don't know if he still is, but at that time, he was the head coach of the Timberwolves. Wow. Yeah. So, good and, career. And then, and then in 05 of February in February 2005, though, which is before, he was the assistant coach for the Lakers. So, okay. He's had a great career. Too bad he, he
1: cleared it out. I, like, so, he stuck out so with...
0: This from from like, so, this is, like... Unbeknownst to us for the last three and a half years, this has been stunt casting. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Like we were supposed to be like, holy shit, that's a basketball player, and we had no fucking clue. (laughs) This is so funny. This is amazing. All I said, my mind is blown. All I said was like, did did you see how tall he was? Like, no, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) and the man has had well actually I was about to say he's had an illustrious career. his 7th Heaven episodes was the last thing he ever did oh well whatever he was he's in one more 7th Heaven episode and that was the last thing he ever did well good for you man you shouldn't have stuck it out for that long anyway that's fucking hilarious (laughs) he did a movie called Eddie where he plays the (gasps) Lakers head coach
1: I've seen Eddie Whippy Goldberg was in it right Am I, I making know. that up? I don't know. I'm not looking
0: at it. I don't no, want to go do. down a literal IMDB black hole right now. But it'd be so much fun right now. That is so funny, dude. That I'm like dying at how funny this is. Okay. Let's get back. Hope on you time. guys enjoyed it. Bye. <laughs> oh my god. Our listeners are probably like, these two are morons. <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. Okay. So he takes her to this park. Probably the same park that was in her dream, <laughs> and, um, and it's this group of young girls with Down syndrome mm-hmm. who are in, I guess, some sort of a league or something, and he's brought Mary there to like help coach them, yeah, you know, to like you know whatever, give them tips and whatever, um, which I think is actually really cool, and what I thought was really really cool is how. Well, Mary takes this. Yeah. Like, she totally takes it in stride. It's not... You can't read any disappointment on her face nothing. Like, he brings her to this park. She sees these girls, meets these girls, and she's, like, in it. Yeah. she's in it to win it. One of the girls, Molly... Yeah. Like, comes up to her and, like, hugs her immediately. Mm -hmm. And, like... It's just... It's really sweet and adorable. Mm -hmm. And um, over the course of the episode, like, you know... Mary kind of sort of, like, is having to come to terms with the fact that, like, clearly she's not going to get drafted to the pros. Yeah. But what really sort of, like, sets it off is, like, she finds out in talking to Molly that her dad is a scout Mm -hmm. for the NBA, I guess. Yeah. Which, is that a thing? Don't you have to be, like, a scout for a team? (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about basketball. Well, you don't know how
1: they get picked. Well, uh, that I don't well, know. Well, I know how drafting is. No, drafting is one thing, but, like, to actually like, scout... Like a scout, yeah, yeah. I have no
0: idea how scouts work. Um, I don't know if it's, like, regional or what. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So, she, so Mary finds out that Molly's dad is a scout. Mm-hmm. And so then she figures, like, oh, this was all just, like, a ploy yeah. to, like, like, figure me out. Like, see how I am with these girls or mm-hmm. whatever so that I can be scouted. And then... They fucking really fuck up the storyline when you've got Annie and Eric and Coach Clary and Molly's dad, yeah. in the kitchen all talking about how, like, who should tell her? She's not gonna be happy about this. I think Molly should tell her. She she knows she likes to take responsibility for her actions, whatever. Yeah. And we're just like, what the fuck is happening? So then Molly has to go up to Mary's room and be like, I'm sorry if i lied to you and told and you were thought were thinking that my dad's going to scout you and mary has to be like what you didn't yeah like i, I thought the- that but like not because you told me that was going to happen yeah And then they have to go downstairs. And then Molly has to be like, it wasn't me. And then this dad has to be like, I'm sorry, Molly, that I thought that I accused you of misleading me. I owe you an apology. What the fuck? Where did the story go left? Yeah. Where did we take this left turn into like, it went from a story about Mary realizing that she's going to have to let go of her hoop dreams, you know? Her hoop dreams. (laughs) I had to go there like because that's really what it should have been about it should yeah. have been the, the storyline should have been Mary has these big dreams and hopes She thinks yeah. it's gonna go one way and then it doesn't but instead she gets out of it this great opportunity to touch the lives of these young girls yeah. and makes a friendship with this Molly girl and like all's well it's cool instead it becomes a fucking morality tale of like when you misunderstand or when you jump to conclusions about some shit like Mm -hmm. what like it's so fucking stupid i can't even begin i don't even know
1: i still found that entire thing ridiculous and nuts and yeah whatever i i i don't get it when did i mean we know that mary was talking about how she had this dream and that she's gonna go pro but when did it turn into a problem that Coach Cleary found out about this and how Molly's dad figured this
0: out? This is what I don't understand. That's true, too, because because it's weird that, like, all we saw was Molly tells Mary that her dad's a scout. And that's And it. that's it. And then cut to the parents are all talking, or the adults are all talking in the kitchen, like, gotta tell Mary. What, did Molly run home and tell her dad, like, Mary knows you're a scout now. <laughs> like, yeah, what? Yeah. So bizarre. Whatever. Yeah, I just and you can fold it up and throw it away. You can and and I love how like they're trying to sell this as like the main storyline of this episode, like it like the title and everything It's like that's it. We just hold it to you in five minutes. Yeah, that's what happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's all that happens, guys. Mary comes away from it like knowing that she's not gonna be on the pros, okay, and she does have to have that that like that moment when she's talking to Lucy, like you know like that come to terms moment for herself where she's like okay I guess I'm not gonna be playing basketball so like what am I gonna do I don't know you know you get that out of this whole thing but it still doesn't like lead anywhere like she's still just as clueless as she ever was about the future it's true all this did was like just completely like once and for all end the basketball Mm storyline. like pretty much you know what I mean I feel like we're probably not gonna hear or see or talk about it anymore after this yeah I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Because now she's got to fucking focus. Like, she's gonna have to go to college. Like, yeah. what's she, what else is she gonna do? She's gonna go to college and
1: attempt to get on the team.
0: Oh, I didn't even think of that. Well, I just she, thought, like, she's just gonna have to give up on basketball and, like, find a new path. Well,
1: for no, herself. I can totally see her trying to attempt to get on the team of whatever
0: college or well, university she attends to. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, she's gonna try to Cause get, get on. Because she's good enough. I mean, she's not the worst player ever. No. Obviously, she's good. Yeah, yeah. So, That's a good point. I, I hadn't even thought of that. I guess because I don't think about Crawford as like having a sports team or whatever. And the assumption being she'll go to Crawford because like, yeah. Where else would she go? You know. I
1: don't know, dude. Well, whatever. Her departure is coming at some point. We'll find out where she ends up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's- she's gonna have to graduate at the end of the season. We'll see. For better or for worse. Okay. So that's Mary. Bye. Bye, Mary. Um should we talk about Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Matt. <laughs> I'm gonna play this clip and then we can just get into the whole story. Okay. Hello. Hi, is Shauna around? Uh sorry,
1: she and Brett went to the library. The library? On a Friday night at midnight? Look. I don't know how the libraries are at those little colleges in America's villages, but here at the big universities in the big cities,
0: the libraries are open until 2 a.m. Well, if it's not too much trouble when Shauna gets in, would you tell her that I'm coming to the big city? I want to see what all them big buildings look like and take a ride on that underground train. (laughs) I would be offended by that if it wasn't hilarious. (laughs) Like, and ridiculous. Like, so Matt's whole thing in this episode is for whatever reason, he's back on the Shauna train. Yeah. Like, we haven't really talked or... Like, he hasn't thought about her in a couple episodes. Yeah. But it's like it's like we're picking up right where we left off with them, which is to say they want to take a break, or she wants them to take a break. Yeah. The misconnection of, like, she went out with that guy. Yeah. And, you know, he was like... And Heather told him, like, don't break up with her. Like, yeah. pursue her or whatever. So, he's been trying to call her. Every time he calls, she's, like, out of the house. She's not there. She's the library or she's with Brett or whatever. And he gets it in his head that, like, all of this was just a big mistake and that he can fix everything if he just, like, goes out there to be with her and, like, to, like, move to New York to be with her. Oh, Matt. And, of course, John has to be the fucking voice of reason of, like, you're an idiot. Yeah. And of course he's not gonna listen.
1: Nope, never and does. He's
0: gonna pursue his own fucking line of thinking. And immediately he's like, I'm just gonna sell everything I own and use the two hundred dollars I get, you know, to move to, to New, New York. York. Fucking idiot. That's gonna help. I love how Annie's like, maybe she can meet you in Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> that was awesome and like you're not getting your hands on my clock or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which that clock thing it's a metaphor, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a kind of a clunky metaphor, but it works. We'll get into Mary, uh, into Annie's storyline later, but so he does like this he goes to a flea market to sell his wares. All he can get is 20 bucks. He realizes oh and then and then they show him like at his shift at the hospital or whatever. and this old man who's also a volunteer whatever like comes to relieve him in his shift and they like strike up a conversation and this old man is like oh you're (laughs) pre-med I was pre-med once and then like life happened you know (laughs) like I got married had kids realized like gotta hunker down and like settle into you know make money or whatever and he's like and then he goes, and then Matt says something like, yeah, but like I'm in college and he's like, that's nice. I went to grad school, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, or some shit and basically like makes Matt realize that like he's, if he's going to have a future for himself, like yeah. he's going to have to hunker down. He's going to have to like forget New York right now. Yeah. Focus on school. Like he's like failing classes. He's not taking his like shit seriously. Yeah. Like he's got to get shit together. And then, of course, we find out that, like, John paid that old guy to say all that shit anyway. I,
1: I do find it funny when, uh, John's like, I'm gonna go pay my parents a visit and tell, and like, apologize for never taking their advice.
0: Which one? Either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm beginning to, like, not like John. It's not that I don't like him, but it's just I don't care about him. And they're not making me care about him either. No, yeah, they're definitely not making me care about him. he's just there to be there, you know?
1: He's there to support Matt's character. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Which is
0: unfortunate, because when we met John, he was his own character. Yeah. That's true. He was. Not anymore. No. Now he's literally just, like, the sidekick to Matt. And he's only there when Matt needs a sidekick to play off of. Like, otherwise, because he can just play off of the rest of his family, too. Like, yeah. Like, he doesn't need the John character to play off of. So, like, which means, like, John is not going to be in every episode. Even when he's there, he's going to get five lines most. You uh-huh. know? Like, it's it's not fun to watch.
1: I mean, it's true, though. Yeah, it's not. Oh, John. You were so cute when you were trying to get dates.
0: Oh, like the, earlier this season, yeah. when he invites the neighbors over and, he gets and they up. fawn over, man. Mm.
1: Of course, that would happen. He's like, I made my dinner from scratch.
0: <laughs> yeah, he made lasagna, lasagna.
1: <laughs> quote unquote. From the sauce, getting it for, like using a wooden spoon to pour it onto the lasagna, just like whatever pour it off. that was, it was not lasagna.
0: Can we just agree? <laughs> like, it was
1: lasagna. Just stop. No I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: Well, you are the culinary master. Oh. You would know. Yes, and that's one of my favorite things to do is say "culinary" as opposed to "culinary." Culinary. I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. culinary arts.
1: Yeah, if you say it in that tone or in that <laughs> well, accent, how else
0: could you not say that? Like that's true. <laughs> if you're gonna say "culinary," <laughs> the world has the word has lost all meaning. Now it's a joke. <laughs> Okay, so I guess we can talk about Ruthie next. Do we have to? (laughs) (sighs) See, like, this is the Ruthie I like. Yeah. This is the Ruthie that, you know, in keeping with the revelation I had last episode, which is, like, just because she subverts my expectations doesn't mean it's bad. Like, my expectation of Ruthie is that she's just this young little girl who's, like, Kind of kooky, but like she's not like, she's not bratty. Yeah, you know, she's just she's just young. Uh huh. You know, and and that comes with all of the naivete and like wide-eyed and bushy-tailedness that comes with being young. Like this episode, where because Mary's dream about going pro is like her reality or whatever, Ruthie gets it in her head that she's gonna dream. To be the queen. Yes. And then she does. Like, she dreams that she's the queen. (laughs) She has corgis.
1: She has corgis. I'm not going
0: to lie. That was the best part. (laughs) It was adorable. But did you notice that, like, her adoring fans were just, like, people? Like, one of them was wearing a 49ers sweater. (laughs) (sighs) Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. So, that was really sweet. And then she, like, wakes up. And, like, expects to be the queen or yeah. whatever. But, of course, like, Annie has to be like, no, no, that's not how life works. Yeah. <laughs> and also, maybe you should, like, research the queen before you go wishing to be her. Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, taped this, like, special for Ruthie. about yeah. like It was, like, a multi-part series about the queen. <laughs> the problem I have is Ruthie, like, Runs in after she's watched five minutes of the show and's like, did you know that when the queen was my age, she didn't have to go to school? They brought teachers to her. Yeah. And that she beat out two of her sisters to be the queen. And like, first of all, the queen only has one sister. Yeah. Not two. And she didn't beat them out. Yeah. She was just the oldest. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Oh, really? And I was just like, in my mind, I was like, Ruthie really needs to watch the crown. (laughs) If she really wants a queen education, like, watch the crown, Ruthie.
1: Yeah. And then when reality hits her of what the queen does. Well, that, yeah,
0: that it's not just like telling people what to do and like wearing fancy dresses. Yeah,
1: she's like, I thought everybody worked for me. No, you work for the people. Yeah, you're telling me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, like, again, cute. Like, it's cute when she's just, like, dumb and stupid and young. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't mean dumb and stupid. I just mean, like, you know, when she's, like, naive and it's funny and it plays as cute as opposed to, like, bratty, you know? True. I can... I can... This is a Ruthie I can get behind. Um... So that's that. (laughs) 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 Can you guys tell this episode sucks? Um... So then, okay, and then we can get into, like, the two main storylines of this episode, right? Um, you've got Simon and Eric. Mm. They're talking about, like, you know, what's your dream, Simon? And um, Simon's like, well, it's not to become a mister, That's for damn sure, basically, in so many words. And that, like, really sends Eric into a tailspin of, like, self-doubt and, like, crisis of self and faith and all that shit. And then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I'm, like, looking at you, and you're just like, hmm <laughs> Basically, Simon, like, keeps shitting on the job of minister, and Eric keeps trying to, like, tell him, like, his own journey of becoming a minister. Yeah. Which was basically that, like, His dad, the colonel, wanted him to join the service. Mm -hmm. And then when the draft for, I want to say Vietnam happened, um, which is crazy to me because I just assumed Vietnam was like so long ago that like Eric is too young for that, but like clearly not. Like it's so weird to me. Anyway, but like, so. The draft happened, but it was, like, a lottery system, and he got lucky. He didn't have to go into the draft, and so that was, like, the sign from God he needed to, like, go into seminary school. Yeah. And, like, that's his life path. And then Simon's, like... Simon's, like... Oh, no. Eric is sitting in the dollhouse, which that answers that question. I guess it is life-size. Like, someone can fit in the dollhouse, namely Eric. <laughs> and Eric's, like, moping in the dollhouse and actually you know what okay i'm getting ahead of myself because they like he's like telling him all the stories and stuff and simon's just like you dr- you dodged the draft yeah <laughs> like that's the only part of the story he can like grasp onto you know mm-hmm. and he's like yeah dude like that's cool it's just like not what i want to do or whatever and so he's like really sad about that whole thing and then meanwhile when lucy and mary are talking about like what they're gonna do about their futures. It's almost the end of the school year. I'm graduating and I don't know where I'm going once I walk out that door. I have no idea what I wanna do with my life and I don't know who I am or who I wanna be. If it's any comfort, I don't know who I am or who I wanna be either. You don't know your mom? I have a lot in common with mom, but I'm not mom and I don't wanna be mom. Well, at least, not just mom. At which point, Annie walks in and hears that just mom line. And that sends her in a tailspin. So, like, the thing that I found interesting in this episode is, like, Annie and Eric are both having these, like, crises of of faith in themselves based on offhand remarks their children have made. Yeah. Which culminates in this scene. I don't want to be just mom. You're not just mom. No, no, I am just mom. But you're not just dad because you have a job that people know is a job.
1: Yeah, I have a job as a minister, which until Simon pointed out to me is the job I thought I was supposed to have.
0: Oh, you know you were meant to be a minister.
1: You can't let Simon get to you like this.
0: You can't let Lucy get to you like this. When did the kids opinions get to be more important than ours I don't know. let's just go to bed and try to forget what they said God that score I know so dramatic but that's the part that I wanted to hit on before we resolve these storylines is this notion of like when did the kids opinions like yeah have carry so much weight with us mm-hmm. you know and it and I don't know I don't know if that's even a thing. But it did sort of kind of, like, make me, like, remember or whatever. Like, my mom, a lot of times, will get, like, deeply hurt, you know? Yeah. By the things that, like, me or my siblings will say, like, in the heat of anger or passion or whatever. Like, we'll, we'll just, like, spew ugliness and it, like, deeply affects her. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just assume that like well you're the mom like what do you care what us stupid kids are saying you yeah. know what i mean but there i guess there is a point that you reach yeah when your kids get older like when they're like when they're like adults Adult you and know? they understand what they're saying and yeah. stuff that like all of a sudden the words carry weight and mm-hmm. meaning which is ultimately what um, Annie and Eric are going through I guess what I'm really looking to get at or whatever is like we're not parents we don't know anything but like you know any of our listeners like if you are parents or if you've experienced this firsthand with your own parents or whatever like I'm curious I'm curious to know if this is like a common mm. feel like thing that happens in parent child relationships as your kids get older like this notion that like what your children say to or about you could affect you and, like, your core sense of self, you know? I don't know. I mean, well,
1: I'm going to throw this out there. Didn't you feel, didn't you know that there was a moment where your words really do affect your parents, the shit you say? Yeah,
0: I think it's taken me a long time, but definitely, yeah. Yeah. I know that. Especially because, like, as their children like we know which buttons to push you know what I mean but the other thing that I dealt like that I struggle with is like so after Annie overhears what Lucy just Mm -hmm. says like about like I don't want to be just mom or whatever she gets like really upset and like kind of like cold shoulders Lucy a little bit yeah and I don't know if that's fair like is that fair to be mad at Lucy about that
1: like that's I mean, I understand to be upset or like, whoa, what the hell did my kid just say? But I don't think so. I don't think she... She shouldn't have to give her daughter the cold shoulder. Yeah. I, I hate to say it. She's still trying to figure out who the hell she is. Yeah. Is, is the kind of life that you lead, is, the, is that the kind of life that she wants for herself? Isn't that her right to decide?
0: I know. I know
1: her words could be harsh.
0: You yeah, know? And I especially
1: think, when you're walking in, your daughter, I'm, I don't know, like, I, if I were to have a kid or a, a, a girl, dude, I, I would hope that her life is better than mine,
0: 100%. Well, but see, the thing is, though, is Annie doesn't necessarily think of her life as not great. You know what I mean? Like, to, so as to juxtapose, like, go and have a life better than mine. Yeah. Like, I don't know that Annie's like really like depressed about her circumstances. No, she's not. You like, know.
1: But like again like you just want better for your kids regardless of how, like even how good your life is. I would assume that you would just want better for them. But I guess I know. but I guess she just thought like her own daughter didn't think highly of her.
0: Well, yeah. You know? And so but see the point you made earlier which is that like like okay, clearly those words affected her yeah. and like like hurt her, right? And I think Annie is totally well within her rights, you know, to be hurt and to feel that that upsetness and whatever. Yeah. The problem is like the taking it out on Lucy part. Yeah, I I didn't like it. No, it is because at the end of the day, that's still your daughter. Yeah, and and Lucy
1: did want to talk it out with you, and you gave her a cold shoulder. shoulder, I don't know what, like once or twice, and then finally at the end, they were able to talk out exactly where Lucy was coming from.
0: And where Annie is now and where she was then.
1: Like, do you get what I'm saying? Well, yeah,
0: because Annie finally is, like, able to tell her, like, listen, there's a lot more to me than just mom. Like, I'm a woman, I'm a wife, I'm, you know, all these things. And, and like, it's not like I don't have dreams, you know? And she tells her about her dream that she had, which was, like, to open the daycare or... Like, the co-op yeah. of the women in the church or mm-hmm. whatever, so that, like, you know, those who stay at, at home, home and those who work can can utilize each other's yeah. skills and abilities and means and resources mm-hmm. to build a better life for the women and their children, yeah. like, you know, without segregating the two or, like, like one group feeling bad about having to work or going to work yeah. and the other group feeling bad about being stay-at-home or whatever. Yeah. All very noble shit, um, but then Lucy calls her out on it. Like, have you ever told Dad about this? Even yeah. like, it's one thing that you've never done it fine, but like, have you even ever told Dad about this? Yeah, and she says no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Lucy's like, why not? You know. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like what Annie says there too, which is that like dreams are important, and you should always have them. But you need to know, like, the difference between the dream and the reality, and how to make the dream the reality. Yeah, you know, and she's just not sure that she has it in her to make this dream a reality. I know. So she hasn't pursued it, which is ultimately a lesson that would have been better served to Mary in this episode. Like, Mary needed to hear that, which is like, you know, her dream to play pro pro basketball, like, is a dream. It's probably not gonna be a reality, but if you do want it to be a reality, you know you need to know how to make it your reality. You can't just wait for the scout to find you. You yeah. know, like you gotta go and do something about it. Again, they just gave Lucy a story and tried to run with it. Well, I think they backed into it, right? Like yeah. and see again, this is this is all starting to feel very calculated to me because they're investing in Lucy so heavily in this season yeah they are seriously investing in lucy in a way that they are clearly not investing in mary Mm. i don't know it's beginning to feel more and more like a calculated move to get her out yeah i wouldn't be surprised yeah i guess we'll never really know i guess unless jessica biel tells us does it tell all yeah or brenda hampton Imagine we like reach out to Brenda Hampton and get the scoop. Oh. I would kill. I would kill for two hours of Brenda Hampton's time, but I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that until after we've covered the whole series. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that
1: that, and I won't be there.
0: <laughs> Why not? You wouldn't want to meet this woman after we've spent the better part of two years dissecting her show <laughs> and
1: kind of talking
0: shit, mostly me. Dude, she doesn't have to
1: listen to the podcast. <laughs> I know she doesn't have to, but at this point I'd be looking at her and I'm like, God, I hate your
0: show. <laughs> I'd love to spend a couple hours talking to her. Fuck it, an hour. Like, just to just to pick her brain. Mm. And be in that writer's room, you know? Oh, like, well, th- yeah, I, like I understand. To, That'd be to fun. To be, like, to get a sense of what it was like when they're breaking stories like, like, you're like this
1: one. T- so, Brenda, tell me. Did you like <laughs> Jessica Biel? <laughs>
0: Right? Which how could you not? Like she's America's fucking sweetheart, okay? <laughs> she is. I like her a lot.
1: I do no, look, I do too. I just don't like her as Mary. No, me neither. But it's
0: not her as Mary I don't like. It's I know. Mary I don't yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think anyone playing Mary I would have liked. Because it's the so, character either. that I'm disliking. Um anyway, so they resolve Lucy kind of, like, I think gives Annie that push to, like, finally talk to Eric about it, which yeah. she does at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if they don't show it, but, like, it ends with her, like, saying, I want to talk to you about this plan I have or this yeah. dream I have or whatever. And then, of course, we close on the, the clock, like, the working clock that yeah. she's fixed. Which, that's what I was trying to say, like, so what's the clock a metaphor for? Like is it a metaphor for their relationship for their communication skills like it was broken now it's not is it a symbol of like the passage of time maybe maybe passage of time but like to like that doesn't really fit the theme of this episode right okay if we think about dreams and like making your dreams your reality yeah so the clock was given to her as an anniversary gift by Eric. Yeah, and so it represents, like, their love mm-hmm. and their relationship. Yeah, and then Who the it's hell broken. Someone a clock. Anyways, yeah. well, don't you know the fourth year is the clock anniversary? <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> yeah. <you're kidding. laughs> um. So then it's broken, and she's not. Putting the time and the effort to fix it mm-hmm. until the catalyst, which is like Matt wanting to move out, yeah, of, you know, the like move to the East Coast or whatever, makes her think about it again. Yeah. And then she puts the time and the effort to learn about clocks, so she could fix the clock. I'm really trying to do this with a straight face, and you're killing me, smalls. (laughs) (laughs) And then the clock works just as she's like confiding in Eric about her dreams. So, like, their relationship is back on track. Ah. Ah. I totally just made that up. I feel like I was writing an essay in college where you like try to make something out of nothing. Yeah, and you're like, (laughs) yep, it works. I got an A. Did it. Nailed it. Um, So that's that one. And then meanwhile, like, Simon goes to Eric sitting in the dollhouse to apologize to him for kind of, like, belittling his career or whatever. And Eric's like, well, it's just that you made me feel ridiculous for being a minister. Or, no, you made me feel like being a minister is ridiculous. Yeah. And Simon's like, but it is. (laughs) For me.
1: Yeah. And then he says... Cause you know, I, I, get too emotional it's, I, you know, having that relationship with God, it's too personal. I can't even talk about it without getting weepy.
0: I was like, all right, Simon. Yeah. Relax kid. We get it. That, that's where it fell apart from me because I believed him up until that point. Cause he yeah. says like, I don't like dealing with people's problems. I don't have the patience to do yes. that. And then he says, um, yeah, he I feel lists bad. another thing, which is before the weepy part, right? He says like kids, something about kids you something? or oh, people's problems. Yeah. No, that was the first one. It doesn't matter. He, like, he like lists two really good reasons yeah. why he's not meant to be a minister. And then the third one, which is, like, he would feel uncomfortable speaking in front of everybody each week because his relationship with God is so personal, and he couldn't do it without falling apart into tears. Like, fuck off.
1: Yeah, falling apart into tears, that part was weird. But him saying, like, he has a relationship with God, we know he does. Oh, totally he does. And I believe the, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And him saying, like, it's personal. Stop
0: it there. Well, so... I think the takeaway, though, of that whole scene is ultimately, like, Eric's aha moment. Yeah. That, like, oh, he's not belittling what I do for a living. Yeah. It's just that he's put a lot of thought into it, and he knows it's not for him. Yeah. Like, for me, it was my path. It was my calling. Like, I was meant to be a minister because yeah. of all the things that Simon just listed that I do have those qualities. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Simon just does it, and so he's put the thought into knowing, like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've nixed out, like, I've X'd out the shit that I know I'm not good for, one of which is the thing that I've watched you do that I know you're good at that I know I'm not good at, Mm -hmm. you know? I thought that was, like, a cool sort of Mm -hmm. moment for the two of them. And then, of course, the button on the end of it, which is, like, I still, like, this world would have been a much worse place if you hadn't draft, judged the draft or whatever he says. Like, he can't let it go too soon too soon um but yeah so I don't know this was a bad episode yeah let's just face it like it was just weak but you know what let's just get into ratings I don't have it in me to talk about it anymore <laughs> I go first
1: do you really want me to go first I do Okay. Can, can I give it i a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> Like I, I, I can't be kind. I can't give it a zero. Oh gosh. Uh, so it's, it's, honestly, I'm two. Yeah, I yeah. The best part was
0: the corgis. <laughs> <laughs> and all they did she was walk. More of them, did you know? that that like she just keeps replacing yeah. the corgis. Yeah. They just keep dying and she'll get another one. Yeah, like yeah.
1: holy shit, that's kind of
0: insane. Yeah,
1: but have you seen corgis? I know, they're cute. But besides them being cute, like they're they're really good dogs.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. But I just think it's like a little serial killery for her to be like, oh, I don't care what dogs they are as long as I have two of them. You know yeah. what i like? Like, she doesn't have an attachment to the dogs. No. She just has an attachment to, like, having two of them. Like, she, <laughs> I, She's scared. She's always scared the shit out of me she's the moment like I've seen fucking, her face. I mean, but you imagine, though. Like, she's lived her entire life. Yeah. Her entire life in this role. Yeah. And she's, like, fucking 100 years old, man. Yeah, dude. Like she's like never gonna let go no as she's long as she fucking, can replace corgi's she will not let go of us all man she's a trip really guys watch the crown it's pretty good <laughs> i really liked it my favorite thing ever because i just rewatched all of the last season of modern family because it was there and they're like one of the like episodes is cam feels betrayed by mitchell because he was watching, like, he, he watched The Crown without him. Like, he went ahead, you know? And he's, like, and he's, like, keeps, like, dropping spoiler things that he's seen. And Cam's, like, spoilers! And Mitch is, like, you know it's real life, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no spoilers. Like, it's a real thing. <laughs> it's so Spoilers! <laughs> it's really great. Anyway, so I'm giving this episode a four. Gave it a, you gave it a higher grade than the, than the other episode. Yeah, uh, because it wasn't as offensive. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't as offensive as twelve angry people. I'll be. I'll just flat out say that. I know, but it just made better conversation. But I almost gave it a five and I downgraded. I think that's growth. I think that's growth for me. That is growth. It's so much worse than a middle of the road episode, and I'll give and I'll grant you that. But I think I, I think I liked it better than I did the last episode so apples to apples like this is technically a four but i don't know it's just garbage mm. like i'm done like i'm hoping i'm hoping 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 famous last words that because the next four ep- or how many episodes till the finale 19 20 21 four episodes yeah. left right in the season oh my God, only four. so i'm hoping that in terms of story some sort of a momentum is built over the last four episodes of the season. Oh, like Robbie is back. Fucking a, is he? Do you know? No, that? I don't know. But that oh. was just that was like that would be super exciting.
1: Actually. I I kind of want Robbie back because I just See, want, I yes, want problems. I need
0: some momentum to be built, <gasps> taking me into I'm the horrible. finale. I'm like I want problems because like if I get two more episodes, episodes of this of this bullshit or four more episodes of this bullshit, I just I can't. No. And I also don't want to end the season on another graduation. Like we just did that with Matt. I don't care to see Mary's graduation. I don't know what they're gonna do there, but um, we'll see.
1: Dude, they have so many kids. Yeah,
0: right. We're, we're gonna see gonna, lots of graduations. <laughs> yeah,
1: they have so many kids. Like we're gonna see them all. Is
0: Simon in high school yet? Isn't he thirteen? Like, is he a ninth grader yet? No, because no, he's, he's, he's still not a ninth in grader. middle school. Okay. No. So, so he's also graduating from eighth grade. Mary, Lucy,
1: and Simon, then Ruthie. I don't know if we're going to see the younger two graduate anything. Probably
0: not. Okay, no. we have four because there'll be like nine by the time yeah, the show. Yeah, we to. have four, four more to see. That's assuming we don't see Matt. Like, we'll probably see Matt graduate from college. <gasps> we'll probably see. <gasps> Lucy graduate from college Or some shit I don't know What the fuck's I don't
1: know I don't know Watch, don't them, know. watch them adopt Like some teenager <laughs> And that one Needs to graduate too Spoilers. <laughs> Wait a minute you
0: <laughs> That's all I'm gonna
1: say They adopt I a know kid?
0: Something you don't know. They adopt a kid? Kind of
1: Okay
0: <laughs> Nope it's not like George level adoption. I don't care. They adopt. It's kind of sort of like that. <laughs> Remember when they, they like six bucks was too much for a
1: fucking cappuccino? Yeah, yeah, I
0: know. Like everyone, let's just add an extra mouth. to you, you know, every Seattle
1: person would be like, "What? Six bucks for a cappuccino?"
0: <gasps> Which yeah, that does seem
1: high for two thousand. Oh, wait, or
0: unless it's like or six bucks
1: for both of them,
0: like three and three. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that <laughs> does track better, right? Yeah. But, I mean... Because a cappuccino now at Starbucks is, like, four bucks. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. Okay. okay. I think we did it. That's all I'm willing to say about this stupid episode.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't that entertaining in this...
0: You're... It's fine. The epi- This episode was just boring. Yeah,
1: I know. That's why my notes weren't as much as, like, the previous episode. Because Same. I was writing down a bunch of, like, crap that I was like, huh,
0: You know what huh, we haven't done huh? in a minute is how many pages of notes did you take? Well, pfft. Uh, <laughs> been a while it's been a while (laughs) (laughs) well it's not a full page oh okay it's not a full page (laughs) mine's two and a half (laughs) (laughs) but like if you saw my notes like more than half of the pages are blank no i take huge notes i write big it's gross
1: dude it's really weird like you can tell if you look at my notes like i've had a hard day is whenever my It looks really sloppy, and each section that I write looks weird. It like when your wrist just gets tight, and you're
0: like, and you're like lock wristed. Yeah, yeah. And you're writing, you're like, I should stop. Yeah, yeah. I hate that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That was both of these. (laughs) Okay, so don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. It's it's subscribe, rate, and review. That makes more sense. On Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, um, don't forget to tweet at us hashtag Fisher Coach <laughs> or whatever the tweet. Yeah, are we and
1: and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up one thing before we you know peace out of here. Um, do you remember when Bruce called us out saying that we would always call Lucy Daddy's girl, and then now and now
0: it's like totally like they're like highlighting how much she's Annie's mom. Like I mean, <laughs>
1: she's Annie's daughter. Yeah, like she is, but she she has a lot of qualities of her she's mother. Both. She does now, have
0: both.
1: Either she has both, but I want to say she has a better relationship with her mom than she did in the previous seasons. That's that's it. I, I think I think her and her mom are relating more. I think there's more Annie and Lucy time than yeah, I've seen. Yeah, that,
0: that's what I was gonna say. Cause I don't know that it's like better. Like to like to say that it was worse before. Yeah. I just think they're highlighting it more. Yeah. Like, like they're showing that she's taken traits from both of them. Yeah. But weirdly though, they haven't highlighted the Eric relationship nope. in a minute. No. They've been focusing a lot on like Simon and Eric. Yes. Lately. You know, which is good because Simon, I think, needs that male Yeah, because we saw figure. We, we saw a lot of that with Eric and Matt. Sure, and also BBC Simon News. and Matt yeah. when Matt was in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt being out of the house, I think, sort of forced Eric and Simon yeah. together in a lot of ways. Yeah, I agree. All right, we'll pick back up on this next time. Okay. And until then, bye. Bye.